Right. Okay. So, uh, welcome back to the Fear the Podcast. And today's guest is Dr. John Shue Zhang. Uh, <laughs> well welcome. done. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. That's all right. So, obviously, that, that name took a bit of prep before we got, uh, got going, but, <laughs> but we're here. We got it done. And uh, but yeah, say so welcome. Um, John, you are a, an actor. Uh, a, a person that I've known for a few years now, and it seems I find you popping up on a lot of things uh, lately. <laughs> and and it's, it's great to great to see it, like a face of somebody you know sort of doing things and accelerating their career and uh, jumping forward in life and having fun, which is you know the goal for everyone. I assume is have, have as much fun as humanly possible <laughs> uh, and to experience life. Um, so yeah, uh, how about you, you introduce yourselves to us and sure, yeah. let, me, let me know a little bit about yourself, where you've come from and sure. what it took to get you where you are now. Yeah, well, thank you very much for having me on and it's great to uh, to see you. Um, yeah, because we met on uh, the set of, a, well, it was a film set about seven years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, uh, Chris and I were fighting each other and... <laughs> Very, very violently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think when the cameras were rolling, we were very serious. And when the cameras were, you know, were like when they wrote, said cut, we we're like, ah, you know. <laughs> oh, good times. No, wow. That was seven years ago. Would you believe it? Yeah. Nice. But, um, Again, another example of how uh, time flies without you even really thinking about it. Mm. Yeah. And in, in that time, I'm pleased to say that I've managed to be able to grow a beard. Never been able to. <laughs> I've never been able to do that before. <laughs> I used to struggle with one side of my face when I was about 19, 20, just get no growth here and loads of up. Just shave. It's no point. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, so, but yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, like uh, I, well, I have a martial arts background, been training since I was five, um, trained in a lot of different styles. Uh, my dad was my first instructor and he then traveled around a 50 mile radius to find other people for me to train with and found a um, guy who taught the SAS. Um, yeah. And yeah, I've been training with him ever since. So it's been 26 years since I've been training with uh -huh. that dude. Yeah. But uh, since then, you know, I've, I've taught members of the police, army, security. I've done door work myself, which is not the most advisable of professions to go into, <laughs> I must say, um, as well as um, I competed many, many moons back. Um, my last competition was 10 years ago, my God. And then, um, yeah, I I, uh, I was also the, um, hang on, let me get this right. I was the psychologist to the Saudi Arabian national taekwondo team um, yeah. a few couple of years back. <laughs> Need to get trial. that right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that was very fortunate because they, because I, I live in Oxford, um, the Saudi uh, organizations, they sponsored their athletes to, to, to move to Oxford and live there, get the best. Uh, strength and conditioning coaches, uh, English lessons, um, like the best Taekwondo co coaches and everything. And they needed a psychologist and somehow I got the call for it. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, but um, I've worked in a variety of different roles as well, you know, from, uh, you know, I worked as a delivery man for a Jamaican takeaway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> still still do some, uh, some events for him. Um, well, before the lockdown anyway. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was um, also worked at a college. I was teaching uh, for a short while, um, taught a bit of business, uh, computing. 
uh, what else? There was a bit of psychology and public services and events management. <laughs> so you, you, you've been around the block with a few, uh, tried a few things there then. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, like um, I've worked, at, at, you know, at a university level as well. Yeah. Um, so it's like uh, I've tried. I try to keep it fairly fairly varied but um film was what i always wanted to do and yeah. it was like um okay um but to do film it, it is quite an expensive endeavor so yes. i always had a full-time job alongside that yeah. and many other small jobs alongside that and um it was like uh, up until the lockdown i was a researcher so I was a researcher for about five or six months uh, working um, on, I had designed a few experiments on molecular hydrogen, which, wow. um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I keep it very varied, you know, it's, uh, if, if you ever looked at my CV, you would think this guy has no idea what he wants to do with his life. <laughs> and, it's, it's, it's experience, you know, it's trying, trying it out and being uh, multi-talented, multi-skilled. Yeah, yeah, I try, you know, I, I, it's, <laughs> but then it's like, uh, I think when, um, when the lockdown hit, I realized that anything that I had planned for the experiments was going to be pushed back a fair bit. And it yeah. has since been, you know, it's been almost a year since the first lockdown. Yep. So it's like, oh, actually, um, you know, we've, um, we're not going to get to do this for a long time. Uh, so uh, I thought, right, I'm going to. I'm going to leave the position so I can focus on a few personal endeavors. And since then, a um, one of my former colleagues, who's a medical doctor, she's since picked up my work and is uh, running with it, which is uh, great. <laughs> and um, but yeah, I think when the first lockdown hit, I thought, right, time to focus on doing my own thing now. So yeah. uh, I released a piano album and a book. Um, a martial arts book right. so um <laughs> yeah the piano album took 11 years 11 yeah. years to to you know Put to do go. and uh, it was um yeah I, I think it was i get a few streams on spotify every month so i'm happy you know at least someone's yeah. listening to it and yeah someone someone who's not me that is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but um i've seen a few of you uh your compositions over time with the piano. You pop up again playing the piano every now and then. Have a little <laughs> listen. Um, but yeah, just, like I say, on the uh, outwards looking in, it's like, oh, John's doing this today. Oh, hold on, John's over. Oh, John's everywhere. And and, and again, like I say, just being uh, available for, I suppose, of the mental capacity to do so many things, and you know, and to to put it all out there as well. It takes obviously a hell of a lot of confidence to put those things out to the public mm. i mean i mean it is um because um the internet shall we say is not the most forgiving of communities um <laughs> to say the least uh, it's like um I, i'm always very conscious of what i do put out there you know yeah. it's um is this gonna bite me in the ass a few years down the line you know, okay. it's like, is is this going to give me an issue? So it's like, um, I try to live in several time zones at once. You know, I think if I post this now, will I be happy with this later on? You know, it's yeah. like, you know, when people put on Facebook, um, they're angry at something or other, and then yeah. someone then starts arguing with them. And then, you know, you're kind of clicking refresh just to see how the conversation goes, you know, for sure, someone screenshots that, you know what I mean? Oh, it's like, um, and I think, you know, 
uh, I think the more of a public figure I become, the more conscious I have to be of what I'm putting out there, you know? Yeah. And um, so it's like, um, I tend not to, I, I tend not to do anything too controversial, you know what I mean? It's, uh, <laughs> and then the thing I do put out there is my own, my own expressions, my own views, my own opinions on, um, well, you know, it's like, and not just words either. It's like, if I put out a martial arts video, that's what I would do. It doesn't yeah. have to be what you would do. And it might not even work for you, but yeah. it works for me at that time that we were filming it. I think that's, that's the thing with certainly with the internet and martial arts videos is probably one of the most heavily critiqued thing out there. Like everybody's got their version of events. Everyone's got their thing that they're a professional at. Everyone's got their, their thing to say to, Oh, you did that wrong. Your hand position was wrong. Your foot position was wrong. And that yeah. would never work in real life. That's oh, yeah. probably say one of the things you, I would imagine you get the most amount of comments on. Absolutely. And and um, the thing is, uh, I've had people say, you know, if I'm demonstrating a technique, um, this is when I was a bit younger, so I may have been a bit more, I would have engaged more with confrontation, you know, uh, and I would have reveled in it. I, you know, when I was younger, I really enjoyed confrontation. Um, wow. More so, but I mean, I enjoyed it back then. Looking back now, I only enjoyed it because it was an overcompensation for a lack of something. You know, I was trying yeah. to prove myself to something. I mean, now it's like, fine. Yeah, you can, fine. I, if that's how you feel, fine. But uh, I think um, I've had a few people say to me, um, yeah, that just wouldn't work in a real life situation. And um, my, my response at the time was, you're absolutely right. And it's dependent on two things. The first being the type of op opponent, obviously. Yeah. Um, but secondly, your ability to be able to pull off that technique. If you're telling me that you can't pull that off, I believe you. Because yes. <laughs> you yeah, know, I can do that on the street. <laughs> doesn't mean I can't do it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, obviously that rubs the wrong way on people. You know, it's like, and then you aggravate a situation where you could have de-escalated yeah. it. But, and I, but I will say now, my approach has since changed where if someone says, you know, oh, that's, you know, you can't do that in a real life situation. Um, what I tend to say is, well, actually, everything that you can do now is, in fact, uh, may have seemed impossible from when you first started. You yeah, know? sure. So it's like, um, in a few years' time, uh, I look at, you know, the stuff that I will be able to do, as opposed, you know, like, I, I can't do that now, but in the future, I might be able to do that, you know. So we're, we're constantly growing, and everything we say, and even with the videos, like the Master Wong videos, when people say, oh, that just, you know, this just wouldn't work and all that, yeah. um, you know, that is what he decided to teach at that time of filming the video would he yeah. do it every single time probably not you know it's because the same the same movements won't work again unless the conditions are exactly the same yeah there's a lot of it situational isn't it yeah, yeah. like you say you, your surroundings your opponent your mind state your, mental, your physical state there are so many things but it's i think martial arts is a, is a great thing to put across and to share to people but it is that that judgment thing and everyone watches actually a ton of martial arts films and they think they know what they're talking about um yeah, and like the same you know i was brought up on martial arts movies the same reason yeah. you know for getting into martial arts and wanting to do stunt work myself um you know you you think i know better to question somebody saying see that's not going to work. I mean, obviously <laughs> that McDojo stuff that we see all over the internet, yeah. the old uh, power fainty 
stuff that goes on in the background over there that we just we just laugh at. Mm. But yeah, again, like you know, if you you know a technique that you've been practicing for the past twenty seven years, that technique's going to work for you mm. when you need it because you've Absolutely. practiced it. You know, and and this guy on the street, no, it's not going to work for you because you haven't got the foggiest what you're doing. It's very true, and and the thing is, as martial artists, um, it's not just about being proficient at the technique it's also about judging when to do it when we're judging when to deploy those techniques so it's like um i've certainly been in situations where um i had a thousand answers to this one situation that was happening yeah um i was only confident to use a pr small proportion of them and i thought okay so and that small proportion was you know, something that was tried and tested. I thought, okay, so maybe I need to push the boundaries a bit more and be a bit more adventurous and try something else. And yeah. then, okay, if that didn't work, I just learned something. You know, if it did work, okay, now I know that works and I know how to improve that and everything. Um, unfortunately, the best way to get at martial arts um, is being in those situations, which yeah. I wouldn't advise, you know. Um, <laughs> no. No, no, never. Um, I think the legal repercussions alone, uh, you know, I, th I think, uh, especially when I was younger, I had less to lose. You yeah. know, it's like when I was younger, I, I would get into a lot of street fights, you know, and there would be a lot of, um, you know, multiple um multiple attackers like gang violence and everything um so you you can't hear it now but um i used to um i used to live in well i grew up in the west midlands yeah. so birmingham telford wolverhampton those types of areas uh, i've lost the accent now thank goodness yeah. for that <laughs> over years it's kindly phased out but yeah. as soon as i go back to the west midlands it comes right back yeah but uh, sure. but i mean like um when i was younger i certainly I, I certainly excelled in in that kind of environment. I loved it. Um, yeah. Looking back now, actually, it gave me an awful lot of anxiety, though. You know, it was sure. like you're always looking over your shoulder. You're yeah. always uh, worried, and and what you do is um, instead of sh showing that that fear, that anxiety that you have, you put on a brave face and you overcompensate by being overly confident. Yeah, and. I'm I'm grateful to say that I'm at the age that I am now. I'm able to say that I'm able to be honest about that, you know. Yeah. And I think a few years back, you know, maybe six, seven years ago, I wouldn't. I would never be honest about that. I'm like, nah, nah, nothing scares me, you know. Yeah. But now I'm like, I am the first person to walk away from a fight. Oh, you know, it's yeah. Not the hill I want to die on. Like, no, no, no. if you if you throw the if you if you're going to be the one to throw the punch at me, then then that's a different matter. Yeah. But if if I if you and I can resolve this issue by talking, even if it me means me conceding and me saying, yeah, all right, fine, whatever, you know, like bye -bye. my bad, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like not the hill I want to die on, man. It's uh, and it's certainly I've been in situations where, um, basically I went to I I had a guest pass to, uh, one of those twenty four hour gyms, um, yeah. and I I thought yeah, well why not let's go in and when i got there um i think everyone i'd ever thrown out of a club was in there, was in there. i yeah, thought yeah. <laughs> oh this is well this is not good and uh, <laughs> of course you know oh uh, you know I, I i'm not i'm gonna go light today i'm gonna go light on the weights so that i don't have to ask anyone to spot me um yeah, yeah. and then as i'm training 
um, these people, like groups of people just staring at me. I'm like, okay, yeah. Uh, I remember your face and yours and yours. Okay. So I'm like, okay. So um, they're all looking at me and I'm obviously just a bit, okay. So what I did was uh, I walked over and said, hey, hey, how's it going, man? I had a long time no see. I said, I said look at the size of you. My God. <laughs> you know, yeah. I said, what are, you, what are you doing that I'm not? You know, it's, yeah. uh, and then as soon as you start making that kind of friendly conversation and then- Broke that tension. Yeah, yeah. But I had to do it with so many people. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then I think I spent most of the workout just talking to people and um, clearing the air. I said, where do I know you from? He said, oh, yeah, yeah. You uh, escorted me out of a club once. I'm like, oh, mate, you know, no hard feelings, right? You know, <laughs> job's a job, you know. Yeah. You know, just because, um, <laughs> especially as that's half a mile away from where I live, you sure, know what I mean? Yeah. The, 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 and I thought, right, it's not the hill on the die on. And nowadays, when I see people that I had thrown out of clubs and everything, and, um, you know, bearing in mind, I, I was always the friendly uh, bouncer, but, um, I was always the one that you would deal with because bah, I was eloquent with how I spoke, shall we say. But um, yeah. <laughs> jumping crazy. back, jumping back into these uh, multiple street fights, do you do you know or realize what it is that ever instigated those? Um, yes, uh, and I certainly played a part in that. Right. I certainly played a part in that. So um, if there was, I never, I never instigated it by myself. Um, yeah. So I would. On purposely find my find myself in mm-hmm. locations where the likelihood of getting attacked was very high, you know, Smart. or getting mugged was very high. <laughs> um, and yeah, being the uh, well, you know, when you're in your teenage years, you know, you think you're indestructible. You know, it's like, um, cool. you know, you do like I've been the same kind of build since I was about sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. Um, you know, I've put on a bit of weight here and there, but for the most part, my build has been more or less the same. So I've always been a big kid. Um, and I think, okay, let's go out there and see what I can do. You know, I mean, if if the skill, if the techniques didn't work, then I've always got other techniques I can do. You know, I've trained enough to take care of myself. But then, um, and that was if someone just, you know, just tried to attack me out of the blue. Um, yeah. It does happen. Um it does happen. I mean, I'm nowadays it happens and people start filming it, you know, um, which I think is crazy, you know, and yeah. it's not just for, Hey, show the police. This is what happened. It's the, I really want new followers and new, you know, likes and stuff. Um, but then it's like, also if someone, you know, if I was you know walking in an area where it was fairly territorial, um, on some level, I think I knew that. On some level, I think I knew that. But then they would say, you know, they would start yelling abuse at me. And then the easy thing for me to do is walk away. But I'm yeah. there already. And you yeah. might say something to aggravate the situation. Like, look, guys, find someone less likely to put you in hospital. Or you know, <laughs> something like that. And obviously, saying something like that will trigger a response from them. You know, mm-hmm. and then... Um, but it's like, uh, that I knew it's on. You know, I think the scary part for me at the time was um the bit before whether the fight either happens or it doesn't so you and i are looking at each other and um i don't know the fight's going to happen unless you punch me then i know we're on at least i know we're on it's the the build up to that yeah it's the build up to that but um i think when i was younger it was i definitely felt like i had something to prove um i had i had an older brother um i have an older brother sorry he's um (laughs) so he, he he academically he was you know 
off the charts, you know, had, had a ridiculous IQ, had this and that, and he had, you know, and in the martial arts, he was very well respected. And um, I was the little brother who, who, who I felt at the time, it was never the case, it was never the case, but I think you self-impose these things yeah. where you can't live up to that, you know, because you look up to your big brother and it's like, right. And uh, and bear in mind, he he's he's like six foot. I'm five nine. So yeah. <laughs> I, I always felt some kind of oh, you know, I need to do something. I need to overcompensate, yeah. and that's exactly what I did. Um, yeah. And I'm grateful to be honest about that now. Yeah. Um, at the time, I was like, nah, you know, this is just me, isn't it? you know. <laughs> but, you know, you follow in someone's footsteps, and um, you know. But I I always think uh, now. Um, winners focus on winning whereas yeah. losers focus on winners you yes. know it's like a, I, I don't want to chase the champion I want to I want to focus on the goal you know what I yeah. mean and um, but certainly as a child um, you know so I didn't have an easy time at school either and right. um, when I heard that my my brother for instance would um, how he would deal with bullies and everything I thought well I need to do that too <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like if someone gave me a hard time I had to do that too, but and I think um, as kids, we all we, we all have something that we're still that we tend to have to resolve as adults. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's um, certainly I, I I I do have those moments now. I mean, these days I have no problems. I have no issues in life, which is which I'm very like grateful for. Grateful for. Yeah, and it's like always in the attitude of gratitude. I will say, um, but then sometimes I get flashbacks of oh, actually maybe this is the reason why that happened and yeah. you got to be so honest with yourself and say i totally could have handled that better <laughs> yeah you no know, yeah and reflection is is so important you know it is yeah um, mm. so with the uh so bullying issues at school was that a long period is it a specific person is it uh specific reasons um it would be it would always be different you know it was um it was never the one person because if they ever got physical with me, um, I'd always lash out, which, you know, but I think um, a lot of it was verbal as well. And, and it's like, actually, just, just, just hit me, just hit me. <laughs> give me a reason. Please yeah. give me a reason. But that, then it's like, I think there is, um, there was a guy who, um, he used to give me a bit of a hard time at school. Um, and, um, I remember, you know, like he would give me, he was a few years older than me, he would give me um, a bit of abuse, like, you know, so, like just about martial arts, I think, and make Bruce Lee noises and, you know, and yeah. I'm like, oh, and I was, I was kind of overweight as a kid, so that didn't help either. Uh, yeah. and so then it's like, okay, cool. Um, one day he comes up to me and suddenly I'm very guarded, you know, um, you know, tense up and everything. And uh, he said, look, no, 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 no. I just want to talk to you. I'm like, yeah, all right. I'm still very defensive, and yeah. he said to me, "Look, look, I've just started doing martial arts." I'm like, "Oh, so you, want, oh, you, you want to, you want to duke it out now? Then you know all this <laughs> verbal abuse you've been giving me. You want to duke it out now?" And he was like, "No, no, 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 no." Um, I realize what a humbling experience it is to be in a martial arts class because, yeah. um, and I know how difficult it is and how good you must, you know, all the hard work that you must have put into, um, be as good as you are. I'm like. Oh my god! What, what is this? <laughs> defense is slipping. Defense. Is yeah. Slipping. What's happening? And I'm, I'm like, he's gonna sucker punch me. I know he is. And he said, no. And he said, 
look, you know, I've I've had my my ass handed to me in training a lot, and I realized that actually I'm a bit of a douche, and I'm really sorry, you know. And it's like, um, and it can't have been nice for you to hear anything that I ever said to you, but yeah. um, but as one martial artist to another, I'd I'd really like to train with you, and I'm like. <laughs> so this was weird for me you know blew my mind you know and, yeah. and it was nice that martial arts is what changed his approach you yeah. know and um we we became very good friends and um good yeah yeah i mean and that was uh you know we, we'd do pad work together we'd grapple together we, we'd uh street fight together <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so you know it was um that was that was incredible for me uh yeah. but you know, not all bullies uh, or people who pick on you have that kind of arc. You know, it's uh, and certainly people who gave me a hard time in school back then. You know, they add me on Facebook now, and um, and for them it was probably all banter. You know yeah. what I mean? But for you, it's you know, it's like <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? Because there's there's this current thing that a lot of people, even adults, opinion is you know, all that hazing and stuff at school is ah, it's just banter. It's part of the mm. process. But for the person on the receiving end, it, it really isn't, you no. know, and there's, unfortunately to say a lot of adults still believe that that is normal. Um, I know to say, I, I went through school uh, with a period I had, I had two sets of friends. Uh, one set were like the smart kids and the other set were like the extreme sports kids who, yeah. Maybe weren't as smart. Mm. Um, but I was friends with these two separate groups for different reasons. I had interests of doing dumb stuff like martial arts and BMXing <laughs> and skating and whatever, things I could injure myself with. And uh, <laughs> I managed to fall out simultaneously with both of these groups of people. Um, and I found, let's say, the, the extreme sports guys were the ones who just, I don't know, they just... They didn't really do a lot, actually, but they just left. And they'd yeah. spread rumors about me and things that were you know, completely false. But I've seen a lot of them since school as adults and learned that they haven't grown up at all. And I imagine they're probably the, kid, the people who believe that their kids, bullying yeah. is a part of the process. Yeah. You know? And I've seen the way they behave with their kids. And it's like, your kid's a little asshole, <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, you, you know, this this is a repetition of events going to occur here. Um, but one of the guys who gave me the biggest amount of problems was actually the first person to apologize. Wow. Yeah, which was whilst we were still at school. And that gave me a lot of respect for him for that. He gave yeah. me some shit. Um, and I actually spoke to him a few years ago on the phone because I was like, I need to make contact with all these people that I've fallen out with or had problems yeah. with because I need to I need to resolve that issue in myself. Of course, yeah. Um, and we got talking and we've become a lot of friends via Facebook. We haven't met up or anything. He lives sort of, well, more your direction, I think, actually. Mm. Um, but he said to me, when he arrived at the school, I bullied him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay, so... I was like, okay, yeah, I don't remember this. And then yeah. I was, it's a, in, got into conversation and that then triggered that memory of how my introduction to him was. Mm. So at that period of time, I was already struggling with some bullying issues. He turned up to school as a new starter. I think he was from Turkey. So he had these things that you could manipulate or yeah, you know, yeah, play yeah. with. 
And someone who was already in pain to put to then have that power for five minutes feels great. Like you say, yeah. you know, being um, wanting to prove you're more or better than your brother, it's like that. I'm being bullied, but now I've got power for five minutes. Mm. That obviously didn't last very long. He suddenly became the hardest kid in school and was, <laughs> you know, and then it was aimed at me. He say like the martial arts thing as well. He, he'd want to test me because he knew that I did like Kung Fu or whatever at the time. And he'd send people to come and smack me around the head to see like what I'd do about it. Mm. And then he came up and smacked me around the head and we rolled around in design technology class and got covered in wood stain, you know, and had that, but, and he'd do things like he'd spit in my shoes, uh, like PE classes and stuff like that. So then you'd go to put your shoes on and you can't, or he'd gross. Down. Yeah. You just wasn't a pleasant human being once he got that power, you know, mm. and you realize obviously, so my fault in doing that to him, you know, being feeling powerless, yeah, and feeling troubled, and suddenly being out feeling like you have some power feels amazing. Yeah, but it's it never continued for me. I just suffered for the rest of school. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, funnily enough, I, I invited him to one of my charity fights a couple of years ago uh, that he was going to come to. It's like, you know, nice. you know, let's get on. We, you know, we don't. We're adults now. So he he grew up. I grew up and he became a soldier, all sorts of Wow. Things, you know, uh, well, I think he was a paratrooper. I think he ended up getting out through injury. Um, but I hope to speak to him on one of these podcasts soon so we can go over yeah, this. Yeah, of course. This, yeah. this thing that occurred. Um, but yeah, they say he, he did test me for, because of my martial arts as well. And mm. yeah, I, I didn't like uh, confrontation at all. No, no, no. Tiny, tiny, scrawny little child. Like, <laughs> I don't want to fight anybody. Leave me alone. No, um, it, but yeah, as, as an adult, I've, I've had no dramas whatsoever. I don't get into mm. any problems. I've talked myself out of a fair few things or talked to my Fantastic. friends out of a fair few things. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, I, I live an adult life with no dramas. Um, I, and that's the best way to be, you know. I was to say, in, in seeing those adult people that I fell out with as adults, realized that actually they're pretty shit friends and I never needed them. It was good that I got yeah. rid of them. You know, I don't need them. Yeah. Them adults, they're not good people to be around. It's it's true. And I, I think um, certainly now it's like if anyone, um, if anyone stops talking to me for whatever reason or, you know, or anyone stops talking to someone else or, or whatever, I always think if if doing that, removing yourself from them is good for your personal growth, then, then you've got to do that, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, you know, it's, um, you know, and I think we have to be so honest with ourselves about, you know, um, like certainly I've had friends who I was very close with and then um, you become, they might become overly dependent, say, right. and then um, the relationship or the friendship becomes toxic and then you need to know when to cut it off. But there's never a good time to do that, you know, no. but it's like, um, but there needs to be a cutoff point where actually this is, this is not fair for me now, you know, it's like, uh, or I'm not, not that I want anything from a friendship or, or expect anything, but I'm actually not getting any benefits from this. You know, yeah. it's like, um, cause um, certainly I will get uh, phone calls um, saying, you know, with people who need some of some advice and everything, which is fine. Um, and then I get people who, who will do that. And then if I don't hear from them for, for a couple of days, they'll, they'll message me saying, why haven't you checked up on me? I'm like, 
yeah. <laughs> it's like oh okay um yeah. and it's like uh i i have um so i get about 400 messages a day um on all platforms say wow. email facebook instagram text whoever still sends sms's and <laughs> and uh, you know whatsapp so i get about 400 uh wow. three or 400 separate ones a day um thank you for picking mine up <laughs> <laughs> always always no drowning course. drowning <laughs> it's uh, so no i have my phone on uh if, if i leave my phone on vibrate for instance um you know if i don't look at it for a while it's on the floor you know what i mean yeah. it's just gone off the table <laughs> no it's um but you need your own piece though you know you need yeah. um so i i'm a firm um advocate of you know you should put yourself first because i yeah. can only donate money if i have money i can yes. only don't give you my time if i have time i can only give you myself if i have myself first yeah. so the most important thing is i keep this i i take care of myself first then yeah. i'm in a better position to do to to help other things it's like um if I'm uh, if I'm of sound mind, for instance, and I'm faced with a situation, a physical situation, or something, or even a situation at work where um, tensions are very high and people yeah. are getting really, you know, worked up, um, and it's like if I'm there, um, I'm I don't want to exacerbate the situation. I don't want to make it worse, you know. And if I'm one of the guys who's getting worked up, anything I say is going to make it worse. So yeah. I always make sure I have myself first. Um, so I try to meditate as much as I can, you know. And I think when I feel that I don't have enough time to meditate during the day, that's when I need to do it the most. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so I think, um, you know, before a big decision, well, before, you know, I, I like to meditate first is long term is this going to help me you know yeah. it's like uh and you know if i look at birthday cake for instance I'm like long term is that going to help yeah. me mm. <laughs> or is that long term that's probably not going to you know have too many repercussions if i don't do this too regularly you know if yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it's uh birthday cake yeah <laughs> um, ooh, I, i'm i i my friends have kind of imposed a ban on me um with cakes um right. Not because of eating them, but because of how I cut them. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't cut through the middle. No. I don't cut even slices, and it really triggers people. Um, and the thing is with me, um, I don't have the the connection in my brain. My brain isn't wired in a way where things need to be perfectly symmetrical yeah. and everything. It doesn't have to be completely perfect. So when I cut, you know, a square in a <laughs> round cake, cake for instance yeah i mean these days i'm going to be honest i kind of do it on purpose but <laughs> yeah, <I'm sure. laughs> you know i had a few uni students um it was one of the it was i think they one of them brought brought in the cake because it was his birthday and he says oh john do you, do you want a slice i'm like yeah yeah i'd love a slice um can i cut my own slice though like, yeah, yeah of course you can uh they were not expecting what i did and um <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 they didn't speak to me for days. <laughs> Over a slice of cake. Mm -hmm. I'll just take a bit of the icing and I'll leave the sponge for tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, um, <laughs> let's get back to your uh, like film career, I suppose. What what was it that inspired you to want to work in film? Um, as a kid, I always wanted to be a superhero. And yep. I thought, if I can't be one in real life, yeah. um, I'd settle for playing one in a film. Um, but the thing is, 
the the thing is with these superheroes that I looked up to, you've got say Batman, you got Robocop. Um, oh yeah. They, oh right <laughs> yeah. they all go through some kind of trauma to become who they are for the most yeah. part anyway i mean you've got um i mean batman and his parents and i won't go into detail about robocop because the you know the first film is quite graphic <laughs> yes yes it is and uh yeah so it's like if i can't do that for real i'll settle for playing one in a film or settle for uh settle for you know playing a villain if i can't you know and i play a villain fairly well these days you know it's uh, yeah why is that john ah oh, you know I, <laughs> it, it's crazy right it's like um i might be built a certain way but you know um you know i i, I talk and my face facially i look very quite the other you know it's, <laughs> this, this is what i was saying like our first introduction was like oh shit we're gonna fight this guy now Oh no. And then you come in and talk and you're smiling happy and it's like, <laughs> oh, what's going on? And but then, but then the violence ensues. As we mentioned before, like um recently over messages, you know, your your want to rip my biceps off in a fight. That is uh it's not regular like fighting in a ring material, but you know, that's what you went for. And I'm gonna just pick him up and break his back and I'll rip his bicep off. And I was like, Fuck, Jesus Christ. He talk, he's going to talk you, uh, like, uh, sing you a lullaby, talk you to sleep, but he's going to rip you to pieces. Uh, in my defense, in my defense. <laughs> okay, the, the tearing of the bicep, the skin keeps it in place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you're not tearing the whole thing off. No, no, no. Um, no, no that, that's from a system where it's called limb destruction, where you actually uh, cause damage to the tendons, the ligaments, yeah. and the muscle itself. Um, and once you've done damage to that, then you can move on to the bone. Um, you can do, but it's like um, if if I can't break the bone, for instance, it's you know the the, the elbow joint. Um, yeah. If I damage the bicep enough, there will not be enough of a bicep to resist the the elbow break that I'm about to do. Yeah. So, um, which is quite, it is quite graphic, I, I will say, but it's, um, you know, I think in terms of martial arts, I always wanted to um, be as diverse as possible, learn as much as I can. And, you know, I'll do, you know, I, I'd want to encompass, um, I wanted my skills to be able to encompass as many situations as possible. Yeah. So you go from nothing to, you know, you, you got your average guy who kind of pushes you, you know, your drunk who pushes you to, to, a group of armed individuals who have weapons yeah. and now you've got to do stuff. Now you've got to do stuff that you're not proud of. And then one thing that I never realized was how I would have to deal with those repercussions after doing them. Yeah. Um, you know, you'll hear the sounds, you'll hear the noises long after you've done it years afterwards, you will still hear those noises and how you did it. <laughs> what the, the noises they made their reactions and everything yeah. you have to live with that so it's like yeah. um and that's something my instructor never taught me the repercussions and the all of um yeah, of I those think, things yeah. yeah uh but um so in terms of uh when we first met um the director he, he did tell me i wanted to be really gritty really really um, I thought, all right let's do it <laughs> yeah but um but yes it's you know i like uh I did, um, I've worked on a lot of different films, you know, I yeah. mean, when and when you do films, you, you connect with people, um, yes. you network with people. So I know they say it's not about um, what you know, it's who you know, but it's also about who knows you. 
yeah it's like um you know it's like uh someone who i've worked with before um he has since called me back for other films yeah you know i've, I've had that a couple times or they'll recommend me for um something oh you need a bold asian guy okay cool <laughs> no right i know i know the guy it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah so it's um and because of that um you know you kind of jump from project to project you do yeah. get quiet periods but um i'm pleased to say that with um hobbs and shaw uh, yeah. when i had my very uh brief encounter with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes. Um, so that came through my website directly. Um, yeah, it didn't come through any agencies or anything. All my big roles came through direct inquiry, um, yeah. which was really nice. Yeah. So what happened was um, when I got there, they said, well, actually, uh, we were looking for a large, you know, Asian martial art or someone who has a martial arts background. And we thought, okay, let's let's look this up, you know, someone who's big, um, stocky, you know, martial arts skills and everything and Asian, and you came up. I thought, really? That, you, you searched for that on Google and that came up? <laughs> 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 but, so yeah, it's, uh, um, but then, um, yeah, that was, that was a interesting scene to do, you know, we, we, you know, it was, um, I was there for the day. It was very intensive, I will say. You know, it was, um, you get the periods where you're waiting around for a while. Yeah. And then suddenly when you're on set, right, this is happening, you know, this and is, yeah, go time. Yeah. And I, I will say, you know, um, The Rock is huge. Yeah. He is ginormous. Yeah. You know, it's like um, he's got at least 20 pounds on me. You know, it's like, a, <laughs> like he's six foot five. Yeah. And he's literally a walking mountain and his skin is, his skin is immaculate. It, it is perfect. <laughs> and it's like, um, and when you, you know, when he moved you know, around a little, you know, or, you know, you see all the lines or the striations and the yeah. veins, it's like, so I'm like, okay. If, and I'm the first guy he takes out in the whole film. Yeah. So I need to make sure I'm, I'm, I look fairly imposing, you know, it's, <laughs> so it's like, he wow. looks like he's flexing all the time when, yeah. when he's not. Whereas I am flexing all the time, you know, yeah. you know especially in that. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, um, yeah. And after that, it was, you know, um, I did the gentleman as well, um, yeah. where, where, yeah, it doesn't end well for me either. Um, <laughs> no, and then, no, didn't, no. Uh, no, no, no. But um, I've got Marvel, Marvel's next film, The Eternals, coming out in November. Cool. So um, I'm one of the stunt doubles for one of the lead cast members. Oh, nice. Um, I can't say any more because I'm still yeah. in the contract. Of but course, of course. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's been a good ride. You know, it's like uh, uh, I'm, I'm excited for its release. And um, but these days, you know, during lockdown and everything, you know, I'm writing a lot more and producing a lot more. Yeah. Um, I'm collaborating with other creatives, which which is great. And yeah. Um, yeah, you know, just networking and just uh, making contact with different people and, you know, hey, I'd love to work with you and everything. So, um, you know, and I, with that, it's like, um, certainly in the earlier projects that I have done, you know, if you work with martial artists, uh, they do tend to clash, you know, they do, yeah. they do tend to clash. It's like, it's something that I was concerned about when, when we first met, for instance, because yeah. it was me, you, and two other very accomplished fighters, you know, and yeah. uh, I was thinking, uh-oh, you know, these guys are trained to, to properly duke it out. You know, it's like, I think we, um, yeah, so my, my concern was, uh, 
you know, when I tell, you know, when you're sparring or when you're fighting, you're really going for it. You, you make contact. When you're doing fight choreography and screen fighting, yeah, don't. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. Th there is a difference. So yeah. it's like how to separate those. And and I will say those two were real real professionals. But it's yeah. like um, I've certainly worked on sets where, nah, mate, this this just wouldn't look good, and you know, it, this wouldn't be realistic. And it's like we're making a film. We're making yeah, a film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I've I've sort of so I know a few people who are martial artists and stunt fighters and screen fighters and stuff and i think the, there are, there is a certain level of people who can't separate martial arts from film you know and then there's you then you get the other side of it there was there was a guy i found a few years ago i won't mention his name he's not like not bad blood <laughs> or whatever but uh i think he was doing some amateur films at the time so I'd, I'd like to you know do something with him and i think i can't remember what he, was. he ended up working with jackie chan on wow uh, zodiac or not what was it no one of the older like old style yeah, films. I, yeah. can't, I can't remember what the bloody hell it was now. But when I watched his uh, videos on, on his YouTube, trying to obviously promote himself, his martial arts was all like uh, army-based, close quarters, fast hand moving shit. I was like, yeah. it looks kind of terrible. Like for the sake of movies, like real world, yeah. sure, it's wonderful. For the sake of movies, uh, obviously they like things that are big and wide yeah. and open. You watch a lot of fights, especially even like, you know, well-established uh, martial artists. You watch some of the punches and things. You're thinking, well, you wouldn't really punch like that, but no. we're talking movies. you got yeah. to see these things. Um, yes, yeah. You know, I've seen some awful, awful fight scenes in some films recently. <laughs> just like, what is going on? Yeah, just, Absolutely. But, and it's um, like when you're the choreographer, for instance, um, you might have, this is your baby. You know, um, you might then have to adjust it according to the skill level of the um, of the actors or yeah. the fighters and everything. And then you're like, okay, so you've had to tweak it a little bit here and there. And then you kind of have to advise the cameras where you know this is what that move is and everything. And then in post production, when, you know, after it's finished editing. When you watch it, you're like, oh, you've butchered it. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's no. like, oh no! Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, that does happen. Um, sure. So it's like that. I've got a few things that are not on my showreel, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you, you can't see that amazing setup I did for that kick that you also can't see. Ah, yeah. You know, it's. Um, but you know, I think uh, when you watch something like um, like a Jackie Chan film and everything, my goodness, it is it is just a piece of art. You know, yeah. it's um, he's speed. he was my sole inspiration as a kid to want to do stunt work uh, yeah. and you know finding the joy in movies. I will watch a Jackie Chan movie probably over anybody's movie. But just be, I think is is because his ability to provide slapstick humor with martial arts that's adapted yeah. and like adapts to every you know, situation he comes across. But for me, it was always the uh, the gymnastic side of it. Yeah, and then and then during the credits, where he shows you just how many times he screwed it up. That that thing to me is extremely important. Yeah, so like in the modern day where we've got kids who are inspired by um, like reality TV and mm -hmm. the perfection of Instagram. Yes, things like that. I think is is really really damaging to kids who don't understand what it takes to be in that position for one right you know and all the the lies as well you know oh look at my new, new car no it's his car you'll sat no. on it you know look at me in the private jet no 
no, you're not. You you're actually just yeah. sitting there for five minutes, you know. And unfortunately, say reality TV, I think, is one of the worst because it, it has made these people really, really famous for some really, really quite shady things and quite poor it, personal decisions and stuff. And I think it takes life is full of mistakes. Yeah. Success comes from lots of failure. And I think you, you need to be shown that. And that's why I've always loved Jackie Chan. Just show you. Yes. This hurt. This hurt. This hurt. This hurt. This went wrong. This went wrong. Oh, but look, oh, I did it again. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's like, um, obviously, I think when you put together a video or something on social media, it is, you only post it if it's perfect. You know what I mean? It's like, a, and, you know, I, I will be guilty of that. It's like, um, you know, I might put out a video of myself training. I'm like, oh, this is me at my worst or something like that. But, I mean, no, those were the best clips out yeah. of the worst lot you know yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. this is the best out, out of a bad bunch anyway yeah um but it's like uh like for sure i, I, I mean you've you've got to be honest um it's like um but i always try to clear things up in the caption where i'll say sure. you know it, it does take years and tears you know it's like uh and to perfect something um does take a long time and i think with social media it's like when you get people who look so glamorous you know i've certainly met a few insta models where yeah. um they didn't look the way they oh, yeah. were um until they pulled the phone out and took a selfie or whatever and it was like um and they were just on their phones all the time it's like yeah. uh okay and it's like uh you know i mean I, I was on a um you know one of their stories or something like oh yeah this is me and my good friend oh you know and it's like we we actually haven't spoken yet <laughs> you know and it's um like th there's one person um she uh she's like a world famous parkour she's probably okay. one of the best uh, her name's katie mcdonald um yeah. she is uh someone i work with on the eternals and yeah. she is like for me she is exactly what an influencer should be you know yeah. in that she is so personable she's honest um yeah. she showcases the best stuff that she i mean what she can do is phenomenal i can't yeah, i sure. can't even begin to um and, and, and i mean she showcases the athleticism she also shows the times where she didn't make it but, yeah. and um but it's like because i work with her for three or four months and then i watched you know and then you know i, I follow her on instagram watch her videos and everything and it's like, you know, she is the same person. Like, like she, it, there's nothing fake about that. Yeah. And I love that so much yeah, because um, I think it's extremely important. Yeah, I mean, she, she, she just has that balance of, hey, look, this is just who I am, you know, and um, this is what I can do. This is when I get it wrong. Also, um, you know, these are all the other stuff that I love doing as well, and I, I love it to pieces, you know, because it is genuine. Yeah. Um, I can't say that for everyone. But it's like, um, certainly there are some um, uh, some influence who are a bit more contrived, shall we say, but it's like, I, I, you know, I need to get this angle just right and everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, you, you pose with someone um, who's doing some, some work, you're like, oh, I'm just doing my part, you know, I'm wearing the construction hat, I'm doing my part today. As soon as yeah. I take the photo, right, thanks a lot, yeah. bye. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, no, it's disingenuous. It's difficult mm. as well, though, because it's obviously for some people it's big business, you know, um, to be perfection for the for the brand they're representing and all those kinds of things. I think it's just I think 
you need to obviously with my kids educate them that that took like this amount of years worth of progress of doing this and getting it wrong and continual work like mm. my, my boy likes a lot of uh, gamers on youtube yeah. and some of them make insane amounts of money um and it's like yeah but he's probably been doing it day in day out for hours on yeah. end for the past 10 years that's the only mm. reason he's where he doesn't start like that you if you want that it's commitment yeah. you know um but yeah the the failure thing i think is really important especially like say for katie mcdonald um mm. with um a dangerous activity that you do you really really need to show that things go wrong yeah. because again there's so many videos of people like hanging off of buildings climbing up tall shit they need to also know that stuff goes really really wrong absolutely um, but yeah I, absolutely. I admire but then parkour people are insane I love it, it is it is ridiculous i mean i will say that it's like um anything that um there are some things that you, you know you get these martial artists who can do some incredible things it's like yeah but you know some people might say oh that's fake i mean on the flip side i will say actually that you you don't watch that person train you just no. see the results of what they do you know yeah. um and obviously you only put up the highlights you know what i mean it's like uh, but most people tend to put up the highlights it's like yeah. um like uh i think i did a a video like a compilation video of of some of my my martial art performances for chinese new year and all that and yeah. other events and the last clip is where i i land on my face <laughs> i thought why not <laughs> it's um yeah and um and that was the last time i ever did that particular move or tried yeah. to anyway <laughs> but i think it's a good way to do things like yes like i'm damn good i'm damn good i'm damn good and well actually i can get it wrong you know and it's it's yeah. so important um, i mean it's yeah i mean it's like you know um my worst injuries have come from they're not they've not been training related you know, no. it's like I remember reaching down and flushing the toilet and, and putting my neck out. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> yes. But the thing Actually, is, that... <laughs> I think I think that comes from. It's going to sound odd, but I think it mm. comes from things like martial arts. It's you are so like spatially and physically aware of yourself mm. that an action you're expecting, you are well and truly prepared for. Yes. It's the random out of nowhere things that you've not planned, not thought about because you don't need to. And all of a sudden something goes wrong. Like uh, my dad, um, he followed me around snowboarding one year. Wow. Um, I, I was working in Austria. Uh, wow. <laughs> yes. Was Austria? Yeah, it was Austria. I was working in Austria and snowboarding all winter. And my dad came out for a holiday and he had one lesson on his snowboard and he was like, right, well, I'm just going to come out with you and see how it goes. And I'm, I'm riding around off piece, going off all these bumps and lumps and stuff. And he's following me, falling over every five seconds, but came away from a week's long snowboard holiday uninjured, you know, and that's sometimes can be kind of rare when you're not being careful. Yeah. But then I think the weekend after he got back, he was at a, a Blues Brothers tribute act thing, a few beers, uh, stepped funny on the microphone stand and completely rolled over on his ankle. And it's like, how are these, how? You can do all this dumb shit and everything is fine. But five minutes dancing around a room and a microphone stand is your killer, you know? Oh, my goodness, yeah. But I, th I think it, say, it, it comes from that awareness that, that it does, oh, yeah. you know, this, you know, in your brain, this is about to hurt, this could hurt, this could hurt, this could hurt. Is that, that might be fun. Oh, just what's that Actually, out of the back? 
Oh my goodness. I mean, that, that, that's insane. I, like, um, I'll tell you what, um, in November, um, I tore my hamstring from the warm up. Right. I, the, the shame, the shame. <laughs> I was just warming up. It's like, I haven't even, st- now I need to do a pre warm up. Uh, I'm sure it's an age thing, but um, oh, it's yeah. like, uh, but speaking of like family and everything, it's like um, my brother, um, he, he's still my one of my training partners. And it's like, God, I'm just so amazed at that. He, he doesn't seem to have like issues you know what i mean it's like he gets a stiff neck every now and again but it's like physically it's like how are you still so you know <laughs> yeah but then Tall it's and like, upright yeah right. yeah it's it, oh my god but um i, I tell you what though i mean he, he to this day he's still one of my role models um just just because he seems to have it all together you know what i mean it's a, yeah. <laughs> but it's, i think when um yeah it's like uh he once did a I forget what move it was. It was insane to watch, and I knew as he was doing the move, he was doing like a, like a few twists in the air, um, yeah. and I knew on the second twist that there was no way he could land it. Yeah, and I was right. <laughs> <laughs> and he, you know, I think you know, like his foot went through like a, a glass cabinet. And oh. the funny thing was, um, him and I were more worried about what our parents were going to say. Oh, of course, <laughs> but, yeah. we were. <laughs> Like we need to clean this up. <laughs> oh. get, get a glass maker in it. Let's, let's repair this cabinet quick. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness, though. Oh, I, t- I tell you what, though, it's um to to have the 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 uh, agility of of a childhood again would be. Would... <laughs> yeah. Oh no. What, it, what is it that? Um, how did you end up doing? Uh... Uh, take me out. <laughs> what you keep wanting you know to what? say, get me out of here. But <laughs> we, <laughs> we we went almost like 45 minutes, 50 minutes without anyone mentioning that. <laughs> no, it has to be mentioned. It comes up so frequently on the TV. It does. It yeah. does. It's, you know, I get tagged on stories. And I think when I get a new influx of followers, I'm like, it must be repeated again. Yeah. Uh, and But the thing is, um, yeah, the, their their casting team added me on Facebook, right? And started messaging me and saying, "Hey, look, you know, w- would you be interested in doing Take Me Out?" And I thought, "This is a scam." Yeah, you know, yeah. the, the next day I'm in Central London auditioning. This right. is a scam. This is a scam. A month before the show, when their their film crew is actually in Oxford shooting my life, yeah, this is a scam. This has got to be. A, <laughs> this is not real. And then once I got to, you know. I think ITV, once they had sent me the itinerary for what would be happening, I thought, this is real. Yeah, oh, this okay. is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much paperwork, so much, um, like, uh, documentation you've got to go through and everything, yeah. uh, you know, clothing choices. And then once you're there, you're in a room for the whole day rehearsing yeah. um, with the other lads on your show. And then eventually, I mean, I was the last one on my episode. So the room got empty and it was just me in the end, just in the room by myself. Like, oh, I'm next. I'm next. And <laughs> that was the longest, I think longest 45 minutes I'd ever yeah, had because sure. I was just by myself. And I yeah. thought, right. I always talk about, you know, keeping yourself calm, meditation. This is the time to do it. And I thought, um, when I watch this on TV, I want to look as if I'm having fun. I don't yeah. want to look nervous, you know, so I need to be, I need to look the part. So then I thought, okay, um, I'm coming down the lift. I'm coming down the lift and I can hear my music blaring out in the background. 
I can hear girls cheering and the crowd cheering. I thought, oh, this is happening. This is happening. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's like, right. And I had these, you know, I had a couple of dance moves uh, planned in synchronization to sync with the music, which yeah. I totally forgot. I totally messed up. And uh, unfortunately, one of the girls picked up on that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then, um, so I was on the show for about, 45 minutes to an hour but then you only see about 10 minutes of it of, yeah. of, of the highlights um and i think it was um it was uh you know m most of the girls were super nice like yeah. um some of them were a bit mean but that you know <laughs> that's okay I, I think on tv you tend to put out a a um more extra kind of personality oh, yeah because yeah. uh, it's like when you sing, when you get to know those people afterwards actually they're so super nice everyone's super nice yeah. but i think on tv it's just you know you're meant to be a bit more outlandish because it makes for better viewing oh, and of course. certainly i felt i refused to be more than what i was you know yeah. um of course i i've got a what people will say was um Twitter tore me to pieces. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So uh, it was um, a lot of nice comments and a, a lot of comments that were were, were less savory. And uh, but I replied to everyone. Um, yeah. And I think you know that voice of his is so fake. Oh my god! And I was like, <laughs> it's like I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. You know. It's, yeah. Uh, but um, I think um, yeah, it was it was good fun. There was a lot of publicity a lot sure. of publicity because uh, the next day they fly you out to the isle of fernando's which is yeah. tenerife um right. but i will say say um trudy my date uh, yeah. her and i we, we are still very good friends uh, I, i'm so proud of that you know i think very early on we we decided to be friends we when we knew we'd be better off as friends so yeah. it really wasn't awkward between us yeah and it's like uh, i think we're the only two from my episode who actually still talk you know oh, okay. it's uh no she she no lovely girl um but then a couple of years later they called me back to um they called me back to do the 30 boy special yeah so yeah. they had 30 you know 30 of us and um so the pressure was off i thought right uh it, it it's cool because if i don't get a date it's fine because i know you know the other lads 28 other lads won't either so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, it's like, uh, um, and when you flip it, when you're on the other side of the podium and, um, you know, you have the power to turn your light off. Um, I didn't, because yeah. um, I knew that if I turned the light off, um, Paddy would come over and says, why'd you turn your light off? I'm like, <laughs> now I got to talk and give a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. And I, I couldn't bring myself to do that, you know, so it's like, um, so when the girl turned off their lights, I thought, oh, turn off my light. I thought, okay, cool. <laughs> cool yeah it's um i think yeah that was um that that got me a lot of publicity um but after that i had a lot of friend requests a lot of um a lot of people following me but it also came with stalkers um which i'm still dealing with, dealing with uh, <laughs> yeah yeah it's um ones who will add all my friends you know right. and then um so then once they send me a friend request, it looks like I've got loads of mutual friends. Oh, they know sure. all my friends. You know, it's, um, and then that's kind of scary when they know things about you that don't seem to be online, right. but it's, uh, so there is that side of 
things, you know. Mm. So I think whatever I put out on the internet is stuff that I'm okay to to be out there. Yeah, with, you know, yeah. it's but mm. that with um, say getting uh, people roasting you all over Twitter. Um, <laughs> How do you, how do you like deal with it? Did you like cope all right with those sort of things? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, I, I think with um, you just can't. I, I don't take myself too seriously. I am never too cool to play the fool. Yeah. Um, and I kind of wish I was like more like this ten years ago. You know, yeah. um, where I wasn't so. You know, now very very little bothers me, and I think that's um quite a freeing position to be in um so when i do see criticism on um i haven't i, I think i deactivated my twitter i haven't been on but it's like when i see uh criticism on say youtube on any of my videos and everything hey okay yeah. you know if there's if you said something that um has validity to it i'll respond to that um sure. i'll respond to you objectively yeah. um if you if you mess if you if you say something with a suggestion of how i can improve um, I'm not a fan of unsolicited advice, but if you post anything on YouTube, you kind of open yourself up to that. So, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, if you have a legitimate, um, a suggestion for me to improve, I'm also grateful for that. Yeah. Um, I think it's just the, I get a lot of fat shaming ones, which I find funny. Um, yeah. I'm like, ah, uh, fine. Yeah. I could, and I always say, you know, I could probably lose a few pounds. Fine. You know? <laughs> I mean, I think during lockdown we've probably all packed on a bit. But, oh um... yeah, I definitely did. I'm, <laughs> I'm currently working this this no sugar thing. How's uh, that going for you? It's actually really good. Um, it's it, it, the only challenge I think is fine if we we have a household with a vegetarian daughter. Wow. Mm. And a fussy son, <laughs> and then me currently being extra fussy. It's like has that got any sugar in it? Can't have that. <laughs> so the wife will then she ask me, "Yeah, oh, what do you want for dinner?" I'm like, this is just cook some meat and something, but I don't know about sauces because all sauces has got sugar in it. So it's it's kind of difficult on that front, but I'm finding I'm, I'm not craving sugar at all. I'm I'm actually wow. I'm actually kind of two weeks into it, even though I'm supposed to only be one week in. Yeah. Nice. I started a, I started a week early just to make sure it wasn't such a crash. And I was like, I need sweets. Now. The preliminary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I was like, well, I'll do it this week, but I won't be quite as strict. And then mm. next week when it, when it kicks in, like, no, don't need sugar. Let's just. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. No, no cravings for sugar. Where I've, I've been really bad recently. All right. Energy drink, bag of. <laughs> oh, um, I love it. Yeah, it's kind of terrible. Um, so it's like I went from last year, uh, you know, training to compete in jujitsu and things to being in, well, actually, I was really ill from, well, a year tomorrow, I got really ill. Oh wow! Um, yeah, uh, and so that sort of started my not training jujitsu, yeah. and then obviously lockdown happened, so more no training jujitsu. Mm. So I haven't trained in a year, and I've mm. done barely any exercise in that period of time. And over the past couple of months, just yeah, energy drinks, sweets, chocolates, cakes, whatever. And then I woke up the other week and I jumped on the scales at ninety nine kilos, which for me is wow. Heavy. And I was wow. Like, well, I comp I usually compete around about eighty six, so like oh, okay. ninety nine mm. kilos for me is like right. I'm not I'm not getting over a hundred because it's not mm. it's not muscle mass. I'm fat, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> oh, I saw myself wow. in the mirror. I was like, you know what, this this cannot do. I need to change this. So, and how much do you weigh now? Uh, well, actually, over the past 
nearly two weeks, I've lost four and a half kilos in just wow, just cutting out all the garbage. Um, you, you you hold four and a half kilos of of hamburger meat. Okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know that's well, what you've just. Yeah. In fact, over the past week, I've probably eaten four or five burgers, not without without the bun though. You know, just, nice. Yeah. Just the meat, you know, fried in some butter or whatever. Nice, so, nice. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm actually, I'm still eating and enjoying food, but yeah. losing weight without the exercise at the minute. Just, well, you look really well. You look really looking well. better. I tell you, right? looking better. The past week, the fat from my face has mm. like been significant, like really noticeable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, a, just feel better. It's easier to wake up in the morning. Yeah. Um, I'm finding I do get tired though a lot earlier in the evening. Mm. That's um, an age thing, right? Yeah, probably. I've been dealing with, I say, been dealing with the kids, but I haven't. I've been at work. My wife's been dealing with the kids all day. Um, but yeah, no, you know what? I'm feeling good. Uh, it's just that the it feels like forever, like with the, the the food choices. I'll go shopping and I'll get a load of meat and I'll cook some meat and I'll have some more meat and meat, 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 and uh, I run out of ideas of things to cook now. Like omelets in the morning, <laughs> some bacon. And then some rice and some chicken at lunchtime and mm. whatever to please everybody in the evening. But, yeah. um, but no, it's, 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 it's going good. And say so the weight. I'm glad to hear that. Great. Yeah. No, it's yeah. because my coach has mm. uh, instigated it. Yeah. It feels like I need to. Yeah. It's like a goal. Like coaches said, oh, we're doing this. So I've got to do that. Nice, if I just nice. decided on my own, I'd probably, I'd have had a cake by now, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think like, a few years ago, a couple of years ago, I'd say, you know, I was still, I was still doing the chicken and broccoli or, yeah. you know, I mean, um, for a while I was going vegetarian. So it was some, some kind of vegetarian substitute and broccoli. Um, yeah. So it was, um, but I was still eating eight meals a day. Um, yeah. And it's like, uh, it was only, and I, cause I thought my body needed that. Yeah. Um, it was only when the lockdown happened, when the gyms closed and everything, I thought, right, so I actually don't get as hungry. I'm still doing my home training, but I don't get as hungry anymore. Yeah. I mean, now I eat one meal a day. I oh, eat, okay. only eat one meal a day. Um, I don't tend to snack uh, either. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's. I guess it's intermittent fasting. You know, I'm not eating for 23 hours. Yeah, um, yeah. But then, you know, I eat within that hour, one-hour window. Um, yeah. I think when the gyms reopened, though, last year, um, that was tough. I had to. I had to eat two. I had to eat two meals a day. But um, I think it's uh, it challenged everything I ever knew about my body. Like the, the first yeah. lockdown, you know, which was a good thing. So now I know that my body doesn't actually need that many calories. As many calories, it's like yeah. I, I've never used supplements. Um, and any time I ever had supplements, I always I never use them consistently enough. Like I forgot yeah. to use them. Yeah. So it's like um, I have had all these protein shakers that I'd never used. <laughs> And um, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's like, uh, it never sat well with me that I'll spare you the details, but (laughs) 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 yeah, so I I always preferred eating food, but it's like, um, I felt that with um, like the water I drink as well is, you know, I, I drink reverse osmosis water. So it's, um, so I used to work in water filtration. um, So my, my the kind of water I drink I'm very picky about it <laughs> um and I think with that it's like you know I know I'm drinking good water I'm yeah. eating one good meal of the day um yeah. I feel good in myself you know it's like I can always lose a few pounds aesthetically uh yeah. but you know it's 
<laughs> but that, that's I think the thing. you've got to be happy. Yeah, but that's the thing I was saying the other day. For me, it's not necessarily always the image, but it's mm. like if things ease up this year and I want to get back to competing, I'm certainly mm. not as mobile like this. And even in my day-to-day work, carrying like a set of ladders up the stairs or and a tool bag and stuff is noticeably harder. Yeah. Chasing chasing the kids around is noticeably harder. And that that is the reason. It's not necessarily aesthetics. Like my wife, she doesn't mind all the chub. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but for me, I, do, I like to feel better. And that that for me is my natural weight is probably around like 92-ish kilos, probably. Wow, nice. Nice. I think like feeling comfortable, but yeah, to, mm. to compete, I tend to get down to about 84 ish. Wow. Wow. Which is, which is my, good. My competition weight was 90, yeah. around about the 90 kilo mark. Um, I mean, that was 10 years ago. Um, I think my last competition, I weighed in at 90, 91 or 92 kilos. It was. Yeah. Um, I'm 110 now. Um, so over the past, ten, you know, 10 years, I've put on a bit of weight, but, um, st- so long as I'm still mobile with it, yeah. that's, that's all that really matters yeah. for me. You know, it's, um, like I'm, I'm just as quick as I ever was, um, fl- uh, flexibility's down a little, I can still, I can still do the splits. I just yeah. have to warm up, warm up to do yeah. it now. Um, never used to have to, like the splits was my warm up when I was younger. <laughs> now it's like, I need a warm up to do it. Um, yeah. So it's like, um, yeah, and I think so long as I'm still, I feel good inside, I, as long as I'm getting, you know, seven, eight hours sleep, um, I'm eating well and, you know, I'm hydrated and, um, you know, I keep, you know, I meditate and everything. So long as I, I do that, I'm, I'm happy, you know, I've got no real issues, you know. I think um, yeah. one thing I was insecure about for years was, um, you know, as you put on weight and everything, you know, it's like, you always want to see how much mass you can put on. But one thing I was yeah. insecure about was um, not the, so much the size element, but I have, so my right pec, for instance, um, I have a birth defect. Um, right. So there's like a triangle of muscle that's missing. I was okay. just born just yeah. born without it. I didn't know that, you know, it's like, uh, so anytime I train, I could just never fill this little gap here. Yeah. And my left side was fine. But I thought, what's going on? You know, and I thought, I've got these imbalances in my arms. You know, they, yeah. they're shaped slightly differently. What's going on? And um, so when I found out that I actually had this birth defect, then I was like, okay, because I have this birth defect, there's, um, it means that there's less muscle for me to push with on my right side. So yeah, yeah. my right so arm will sense. push. Yeah, yeah. So my right arm will push a bit differently to my left, which is why they're shaped differently. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Is there anything I can do about this missing part of my chest? No, actually, there's nothing I can do yeah. um, other than get a silicon implant. Which, <laughs> I, man, no, no, no. But then it's, but then it's like, okay, if I can't do anything about that, um, does it affect my overall strength? Actually, not really. Um, not too much. Um, negligible. Yeah. And really, what's the problem? You know, I mean, that actually, I've. I've I kind of have to own that now, this little, little hole, you know, I've just, just, you just got to own it. You know, this is, and I think in life, I live by three main principles. And the first one is to ex- accept yourself unconditionally. Um, you know, this, you know, y- you accept yourself warts and all, you know, so yeah. you, and then the second one is um, you take responsibility for all your actions, past, present, future. 
Yeah. You know, it's um and the third one is probably the hardest one is to um respect the free will of others. You know, that is the hardest one, you know. Yeah. It's uh so um I think if I can do all those three with the guiding principle of not harming anyone, if I can do those th- live by those three main principles and do no harm to anyone, I feel like I'm doing okay. That's yeah. that's that's a really good starting point for me. And um so I think in terms of say, I mean, you can never make so, and you shouldn't ever make someone do something. Um, I mean, if they're kids, it's different because you're, you know, you're the parent, you're the, um, you have the benefit of that experience. But I think, for the most part, um, respecting the free will of of others is is really difficult. And yeah. <laughs> but if I can live by those three rules, that you know, then, then then I'm doing okay. I feel. Yeah. Good, good. But you say you you said you you got a film coming out later in the year, um, so we can look forward to seeing you on our screens again. But any <laughs> any other projects you're working on at the minute, or due to come um, start? Uh, I might have some. I did I did an audition last year, yeah. um, this time last year, and I heard back about it this year. So oh, yeah. <laughs> so that might be going ahead. Fingers crossed. Um, uh, I'm not under contract yet, but I won't give away too much. No, um, no, no, no. Still, you know, I'm still, um, yeah, I guess I'm just staying as relevant as I can. <laughs> yeah. How about yourself? Do you have any? No, <laughs> no, nothing. Um, it's one of them things I think in, when I decided to start working towards film and stunt work, it was kind of, say, you never say it's too late, but it's kind of too late circumstantially. Like I obviously, my wife married into a person who's available for the children and comes home at the end of the day. Going training for the stunt register at the time was like, oh, I need to do multiple, um, multiple different um, yeah, yeah, training yeah, yeah. things. I'll be out five nights a week. It also costs a ton of money. Yeah, and um, and then doing the film work, I also realised I was, you know, I'd be away all the time, and I can't, mm. I can't do that, you know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not, that's not ideal, but, um, but I do the odd little bit here and there, mostly just background stuff or like, um, yeah. special action, extra stuff and things like that's that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I get to keep my toes dipped in a bit, but yeah, yeah, I'm not really focused on it. So, I mean, I, like, I'm sure we'll get to meet each other on set again. You know, it's yeah, uh, no, for sure. Cool. I would love that. Yeah. And I think, um, with, um, you're right. It is expensive, you know, like, uh, like I've got a lot of friends who, who are training for the stunt register, some guys who are on the stunt register yeah. and it's like, um, you know, the, it's, that's your priority. You know, you put that first, you know, and yeah. I think, um, that, you know, I, I've got so much respect for people who, who, who do that. It's, yeah. uh, the, I mean, I mean, it's like, so I'm not on the stunt register. I'm not on the BSR. So it's, um, I mean, I do a lot more acting these days than I do stunts. Yeah. Um, but in terms of um, martial arts, for instance, uh, yeah. I've got, so at the end of, at the last Sunday of every month from, I think, um, June, uh, yeah. I will be teaching a weapons seminar in Wolverhampton from 10am to 1pm in partnership with the Aiki Budo Alliance in Wolverhampton. So uh, that's something I'm looking forward to. So yeah. um, we'll do weapons to begin with, um, mostly so that we're not too, so it still kind of abides by social distancing. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think ideally, uh, once the restrictions start 
easing up a bit more um we'll be able to do a lot more closer stuff you know yeah, and yeah. uh but you know it, it's fine for now i think um i you know we'll see if the um we'll see if the lockdown really does end in june uh ish we'll <laughs> i mean I, I think i'm gonna reserve judgment um yeah but it's i think the government's thinking about you know i think the vaccination um, processes at the moment i mean i think that's the priority is there if there was one key bit of advice you can hand out to anyone who could be sort of unable to see their path or unable to find their way through any kind of struggles what what would you deem as your best bit of advice um it would ooh. <laughs> i would say you know don't don't force yourself you know it's like um chances are anything that you're worrying about now may you know may not be overly significant in the long in grand scheme of things yeah. if say um if i could go back in time and meet a younger self uh what i would say would be hey look you know it's gonna be okay yeah. it's gonna be okay yeah and um yeah you know make sure you uh yeah, just take care of yourself. You know what I mean. Just just take care of yourself first, and everything else will, you know. I mean, so long as you are eating right, sleeping right, drinking, staying hydrated, um, take take care of your body, take care of your mind. Those five things. Other things, you will be able to see things a lot more objectively. You know, yeah. and I think it's always important to have that passion. But um, I'm a firm believer of principle before passion. Yeah. You know, so. Um, you know, if martial arts is my passion, but the principle is to do no harm, then I won't do anything that will jeopardize that unless someone throws the first yeah, punch, yeah. you know? <laughs> so I think, um, take it as it comes. Um, every plan that you ever have will be subject to change. Yep. Everything changes. And, you know, I think it's important that you will be able to do everything that you want, but what you want might change as yep. well. And <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think you make some very good points that the, um, so your your focuses can change and allow them to you know the obstacles that come your way are just obstacles you can find a way around them as long as you're focusing like you say on yourself uh, and yourself being that priority everything yeah. else will start to seem smaller you know, stop stop being feel like you need to judge yourself on others um, I, I suffered with that for a long while I was like, my dad is quite successful and I used to look at that and think I need that lifestyle. I, I should be, I should be living that lifestyle. You know, why am I not mm. this successful? But he's got 20 years on me for starters and mm. he's runs his own business or, and has done, you know, he's put a lot of, lot of effort in, which I haven't mm. done. So how I can't get that, you know? So it's a lot of that, like realization of, um, so your, your own limits, your own goals and the effort you're putting into being, mm. you know, where you want to be, be that, you know, just in my situation, having the family, being feeling happy, feeling content, um, mm. it's a lot less. It requires a lot less than I think you, a lot of people actually think. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I know absolutely know what you mean. I think it's. Um, I mean, everyone's running a different path. Yeah. You know, every you know everyone's running a different race to you. It's um, so the exam paper is going to be different for everyone. And uh, I think, I mean. It's like, uh, what age did you have kids? 26. 26. Yeah. 
So your dad had you when he was 20 and yeah, you've yeah. had yours at 20. Yeah. So, so it's like, you know, I mean, already you, you, you're very different in that regard. You know, it's, um, I think it's, it's always apples and oranges, yeah. you know, it's, um, I, I, I can't, I wouldn't ever want to define my own success against someone else's, no. you know, it's um, certainly, I mean, I'm 33 and it's like, you know, I haven't, there are things that I, other, other people have experienced that I would have liked to have done, yeah. but Hey, that's fine. You know, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. we, we all progress at different, different paces. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I so say, the, the things I chose to do led to different mm. paths to where I originally um, intended. Uh, you yeah. Know, in meeting my wife and having my kids changed my mm. future. This, my light over there is flashing at me. Uh, <laughs> and I think my uh, GoPro just died as well, which is uh, <laughs> looking at it blinking. It's plugged in; it should be running perfectly fine. But you know, um, mm. you're at least recording on the screen, and I've got my voice yeah. at least, even if you just have to focus on me for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is, oh, you can have all these things and everything planned and seem to be fine, but nope, something, something's yeah. there already. Like that light stopped flashing at me now. I don't know why. It's- hey. <laughs> You're you're welcome. You're thank you're welcome. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, listen, um, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you again, John. Chris, thank you. Really has, yeah, been. yeah. But no, thank you so much. I mean, I've I could spend all day talking. To yeah, you. I could. It's, it's, yeah. it's been really easy, and that, those are the best things. I <laughs> know when we can have easy, open conversation, and uh, absolutely, yeah. But no, no, thank you so much for having me and, and, and definitely, you know, love to do this with you again and uh, hopefully meet up with you in person uh, when this madness ends. Indeed, yeah, it'd, it'd be great. Actually, funnily enough, I'm looking at a car in Oxford at the minute. I want to buy in Banbury. Ooh, okay. In Banbury. Banbury, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Banbury's about 30 minutes away from me. Yeah, yeah 40 minutes. We need, we need a new car, so we've, we found, found one up that way. <laughs> it's looking all right. Um Nice. Yeah. Um, if you if you feel the need to let people know where they can find you, I know you're obviously already getting a load of uh, a load of contact and messages. Anyway, <laughs> so you can leave that out. If you... No, I welcome it. I will. I, I welcome it. I think if people take the time to message me, um, I, I will always try to message back. And um, yeah, I, I, I get a lot of emails about you know I've got anxiety. What do I do? Or you know uh, I'm really struggling with this. It's like well the fact that you feel comfortable enough to, to message me that someone you don't know, yeah. then I, you know you feel vulnerable enough to do that and open enough to do that with someone like myself. Um, the very least I can do is give you my time and uh, <laughs> I will make time yeah. for you. So um, yeah, so my Instagram um, is x u e z h a n g p h d. Um, you can find me on Facebook as well and my website, which is shuir-zang.com. Um, but yeah, make sure, thank you. Make sure thank you for having me. If you, yes, send me, make sure <laughs> I'll put all that up in the description as well. So people can for sure. Yeah. And, uh, thank you, Chris. Oh, no worries. It's been an absolute pleasure, John. Cheers. Mate. <laughs> I just, uh, you take care. And yourself.